Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. And our special guest this week is Anthony Phillips. Anthony, tell us about yourself. Hello. Uh, I'm an actor, a filmmaker, and uh, friends with these two crazy peeps. Awesome. Yes. (laughs) And also a Tim Burton fan, although probably somewhere in the middle between the two of you. Gotcha. I have healthy skepticism when a new Tim Burton film comes out, so, yeah. So we're we're thinking of a peculiar... Uh, whatever that string of really long words for that title is. <laughs> yes, yes, that one. <laughs> yes, that one. Miss Peregrine School for Peculiar Children. That's the that one. one. I love um, that. That is a tongue twister for actors, isn't yes. it? That That's one, why you said it so yeah. well. That one actually looks really good. Mm-hmm. I actually think that one looks like a good one. Yeah. Uh, I think that may be a little bit of a return to some of his roots. Oh, yeah. Well, Beetlejuice is one of his first ones, which is why we picked it, because we yeah. all grew up yeah. loving it. Um, and we're going to get right into minute number 11, which begins with reading the publisher's name of the book, or actually, it actually begins with the word deceased, <laughs> and then ends with the blue sky outside the house. Well, it actually more ends on black, because we're going down, 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 down. Almost like we're going down to hell, isn't it? Or the underworld, because there's nothing in the book about heaven or hell. That's true. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. So at the beginning, <laughs> um, there is this is a slow minute compared to some of the other minutes yeah. we've done. But I did notice um, there are so many horses on the mantle place, <laughs> and, and I was thinking, okay, in a previous minute she picks up a horse, mm-hmm. and we see that she is sort of vampirish, like ghost horse. Is that a word? But does Beetlejuice um, ride a horse later on at any point? There's a carousel on his head. With a horse on it. I don't think so. Okay, well, so I, it seems like that only exists for the purpose of her picking up the horse to see it. I'm not sure either, because uh, I noticed the horses, but what was really weird was that they were placed right in front of the mirror. So I didn't know if they were trying to make it look like more horses, or it was simply there just to have her pick it up so they could show off the invisibility of her not showing up in the mirror. And they also have... Don't know. Well, they had the rocking horse also in front of... <gasps> Ooh, James' uh, real estate place. So, well, maybe Tim Burton was a big fan of Equus. Could be right. Maybe he just saw it on Broadway and was like horses, or maybe <laughs> the set director liked horses. Or... That could be. But this had a light bulb know. moment, I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The, I don't... House, the house does kind of feel like that. I mean, in the script later, Sony mentions who lived here, the Waltons, which was cut from the movie, but um, it does kind of have that old-timey, you'd think horses would be a motif in that house, yeah. just well, looking at everything all rustic. and Yeah, they didn't own any horses, right. which is really bizarre on that big property. But did you, I, know, I know we're skipping ahead, you guys talked about it a little bit already, mm-hmm. but I don't have a lot to talk about with the rest of the spot other than I think that the, the horses thing was just for the sake of showing her, carrying it around. Yeah. Did you get the feel at all when they showed the house on the hill that he was kind of like, maybe homaging to Psycho. Yes, I yeah. mentioned that. Yes! Okay. Fist, fist bump! bump. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say it, but it was an epic fist bump. It yes. was. Um, it definitely felt like that's the kind of shot he was going for. And then he did the whole, 
very kind of classic horrorish violin thing. And so I was thinking that maybe oh, that was yeah. kind of his allusion was to that. But yes, the way he descended into darkness, maybe that like it, it also seems to me too, which is odd throughout the whole film, but in this scene that maybe the house is on the hill and it's got a little bit of light there and it's all lit up in the house and everything's bright and cheery, even though they're dead. Mm-hmm. But then they descended in the darkness just to go into a scene where there are people who are dead. As mm-hmm. if to suggest that they're not the dark ones, it's the people who are coming in. Yeah. Indeed. Well, the next scene goes into, actually, we will discuss uh, tomorrow. But, um... Yes, no spoilers. Yeah. For those who, no spoilers. For those who, have, <laughs> those who haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it... You're just, doing this wrong. Yeah, just shut off the podcast now. <laughs> right. Go back, watch the movie, and then start with episode one. And rethink your life. <laughs> no, that makes me, um... Remember how I mentioned they, they had a mirror shot of the house before and it had mm-hmm. a red sky. I was thinking mm-hmm. that's like the end of life. And then because the town when we first started, with, you know, had all the little red bits and bobs in the very beginning of the movie. And then it was blue when he went out to the worms. It's right. blue right now in this scene when you look out the windows. And now it's blue again instead of red when you go outside. So yeah, the afterlife be- is definitely... Blue. Yeah, yeah, the red is an odd thing in there because I think that's the only time really we see that, that reddish sky. Um, I'll probably contradict myself several minutes later, but uh, <laughs> for right now, uh, yeah, it's kind of an oddball because everything else has been that blue. Ever since their death. Yeah. Yes. Or a little more yellow. And I think cases, the red but... might have been the last gasp of life because everything turned blue right after that when he walks off the steps. But now we're going backwards in time, yes. which kind of fits with what I was going to say about the stereo instructions. Oh. Okay, when's the last time you put together a stereo and heard temporal displacement and manifestation to manifestation? Yes, Is this but like if a you... time traveling like stereo shock. Not really. Okay, what what it's actually saying? Because if you break it down, it's simple. Basically, time and space doesn't work the same for everybody. Correct. Depending how you die, right. uh, you know, geographical, temporal perimeters. In other words, where you can go in space and time. Functional perimeters vary from manifestation to manifestation. In other words, not all dead are created equal, essentially. Well, I think I think on some level, you guys might be trying to read too much into it too. I think all he's trying to say is it's it's like a stereo manual in the sense that it's a step by structure instructional guide that's written in simple terms mm-hmm. and it's very technical in its in its language. I think that's what he's trying to say. Is that like it reads like any instruction manual would? It's it's very dry and to the point, mm-hmm. and blah blah. Yeah. So cool. I don't know. That's my trying point. to read my much into things. I mean, we're only dissecting the movie one minute. Yeah, at one time. minute at a time. <laughs> that's, that's what our are you job thinking? Is to read into it. <laughs> so Barry, did you notice anything on the script that was different from um, the actual minute, other than the Barbara's Waltons? a little bit more about not liking when she's not in control. Uh, that's about the only real difference, um, is, and you kind of get that already. But I mean, it's not—it's not like she's a control freak, like we'll see later on. I mean, they're—they're they're going through a tough time right now, and it, it is kind of amusing because it ends with her doing the bed flop, as you know we would, ugh, Mondays, rather than ugh, death. Don't you think it's odd though? They also said, "I don't think we survived the crash." There's plenty of signs to let them know by now that they're dead. 
Oh, yeah. So, and I mean, not the least of which is her hairspray still working. Um, <laughs> anybody should know that after 24 hours, that's not going to keep your hair where it's where Especially it is. if you drown. Especially yeah. since her hair has been wet and <laughs> yes. then it's dried back again. Yeah, <laughs> she looks exactly the way she has for this whole time. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just think you would have figured it out by now. But, you know, hey. You're in a movie. You know, you're in a movie. And... I also think it's it's interesting they kind of sidestep the whole this is a totally different afterlife than you're used to because it doesn't it doesn't mention anything about heaven or hell so uh, already we're 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 not used to the uh, the old white light or the crazy weird now there is a conversation about heaven should I mention it but it's in another minute yeah. but it's coming so up I haven't got yes. yes someday but they're already someday <laughs> soon they're already setting the idea they are setting the idea but this is not to. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Well, then, on that note... Oh, one, one oh, more thing. I also one. like the fact that whenever they close the book, it's very dusty, as though it's been there for eons. Oh, absolutely. That's just a fun little... Just a little a little bit of business that makes it feel a little bit more, you know... But no dust when she flopped herself on the bed right after. I noticed that, but I was going to mention the dust in the next minute. Exactly. But in the yeah. next minute, they do, so... Little inconsistent with the dust, maybe, maybe Could just be. a little, or maybe it gathers more dust as they move along. Maybe because time doesn't work the same way. But later on, that is true. In other minutes, the, the book doesn't isn't as dusty either. So yeah. it does definitely have Wait, a feeling that more, it's been sitting. There's there still more before. dust on the book. Yeah. And how much dust? I mean, every time you open it, you're going to release some dust. So I mean, oh, there's going like to be some dust that's really explosion <laughs> when he closes it. And since we're not yet to that minute, I think this is a good time to wrap up this short minute. And uh, we'll is this minute truly uh, shorter than the other minutes? Because I mean, is it a minute? Sixty I think it's seconds, 60, no matter yeah, what. I think it's sixty seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we keep saying shorter minute. I'm not sure that that applies. Shorter, unless, you're, unless, discussion. unless you're going back to the temporal displacement, in which case, possibly this entire podcast is in a temporal displacement. It is true. Stretching one minute out to yes, yes, yes very much. So. <laughs> so on that note, we will see you back here tomorrow. Can yes, come, Anthony, can, can you come, come tomorrow? tomorrow? You know, I think I'm free. I think okay. I can do it. This cool. was this was okay fun. So let's have some more fun. Well, Excellent. hopefully more fun will be more showing fun. up. Considering we're getting, uh, I think we might be getting an important character in the next minute. Oh, well, just tell me it's Winona Ryder. Just tell me it's Winona Ryder. It's not Winona Ryder. Dang it! Sorry. Dang it! Gotta hang in here. Uh, hang in there. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Everybody, have a great day. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.